EMBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted second game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100, get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. Sweat out the entire Saturday with Sean, Ryan, and Kobe over at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, no me, no the voice, no the guys, me, really real, villain, real, real, Furman Jr. here at your service, and it is a Sunday in the association, got my guy Delonte Smith here to break down the car with me, Delonte, what's going on? What's up, man, just looking to bounce back from yesterday, not a good day for me yesterday, so uh, hopefully we can get on the right side today. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, it was a rough day for me as well, um... Bucks, man. Bucks. Yeah, really, yeah, really they killed got, me that one. Yeah, they killed me too. Yeah, it, I mean, we don't really have time to go and talk about the bad day that we had yesterday because we have a nine-game slate on a Sunday. That's a lot of games, so yeah, we're kicking definitely. things off rather early. So let's get people picks while we can. And, you know, some people might miss this if you're listening to the podcast version but we'll see what they do because at 1 p.m on the east coast we have the dallas mavericks going to play the charlotte hornets mavericks are laying 11 and a half now damn in the time that is take took for me to get everything together this morning and get this podcast started the line has shifted from 10 to 11 and a half a lot of money it was not overnight yeah, yeah, a lot of money's coming in over Dallas, and for a good reason, because if you look at the injury report, it looks like Kyrie Irving is supposed to play in this game for the Dallas Mavericks. You think about last game not having Kyrie. I think this is the first game in a while that we've actually had Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving both. They didn't play the, um, the last game against Charlotte? No. It was they just Luca oh. the last game. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, it was just Luca the last game. So now you have Luca and Kyrie back in the lineup for this game. Uh, man, do they not have oh, my regular injury report site? Doesn't have it. All right, hold on. Here we go. So, Luca, Kyrie, boom, really nothing to report on this Maverick side of the ball that I have. It's the Hornet side of the ball where you have Terry Rozier, who is doubtful, and Kelly Oubre Jr., who is questionable. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, back-to-back oh. game set, real quick, my fault. Last no, back-to-back game set, last game was played in <clears throat> Dallas where the Hornets got a win as a 7-1 underdog, win outright. Shout out to me and Scott calling that on the show that uh, never laying that many points at home with Dallas, but a uh, very, very good win is uh, outright, 117-109. All right, what are you doing here laying 11.5 with Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what's going on in Dallas. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Lucas' comments like after that game and uh, like about. I mean, it's the same. It's the same comments whenever they get waxed. Like he has the same. He has the same comments whenever they lose, and it's the fact of, you know, 
I hate where we're at as a team. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy losing games. All this. He said the same thing last year. Then they go and, and go to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Like, and then he was saying about like it was other stuff other than basketball and all that stuff. So I mean, I don't know what's what to make of that. And then you know, fans booing Kyrie. So I mean, they're not in a good place right now. Um, uh, like with their two best players, you know, under scrutiny, I guess. Um, but either way, they don't play well in a row. 15, 31, and two ATS as a favorite. Um, 15, 15, 21 as a, uh, ATS on the road. Um, I mean, the main thing for Charlotte is they just got to keep, they got to keep the, the Mavericks off the free throw line. They got to keep them out of the lane. They do really good, uh, defending the rim. Um, uh, their third and rim percentage defense in the Dallas gets to the rim, um, pretty good and finishes at a ninth best rate. But I mean, I think Char- if I can get Ubre in, I'm kind of waiting to see if Ubre. I know Terry's probably going to be out, but it, I needed at least one of them, one of them in. So if I can get Ubre in, probably lean to Charlotte. If I don't get him in, I probably just stay away. Uh, I mean, I, I can see the money like coming in because you know the revenge factor and how bad they looked uh, on the home floor. So, but I mean, that's a lot of points to be laying on the road where you you haven't been successful as a favorite on the road. So I'll lean to Charlotte. I'll be playing him if Ubre gets once he gets ruled in. Um, so I'll, I'll just take the points, I guess. In all actuality, Dallas probably does win this game by 20. They probably do. Uh, I just can't lay that many points with Dallas. <laughs> right. I'm not laying that many points with them as a favorite. And so I am going to target another way for this game. But in all actuality, they probably do just steamroll the Hornets. Yeah, you might want to take them in the first half. Like it's, it's no if you if you like Dallas, like if you know listeners, if you like Dallas, just don't lay the number because you already missed nine, you missed ten, so just don't lay the the worst number. I would just maybe look for them in game or like first quarter, first half if you if you like them that much, but don't lay a bad number because it's definitely a bad number right now. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you not to lay. What I'm gonna tell you for sure is don't take the points with the Hornets. Like that, that it, I, lightning, lightning doesn't strike twice. And <laughs> you know, you got that seven to one last game, and you feel pretty good about that. But I'm really good, you know, taking the Hornets in this spot, especially with a potential of no Kelly Oubre as well. And so, where I'm looking at this game is, I'm going to look at it through. Let's see here. How do I want to play it? Let's play. I'm on a first quarter or first half. Dallas has just not been good on the road. Might just have to trust them on the road in this one. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right. Now I find. I think I found something I like. Yeah. Let's. All right. So boom. Let's go with this. We have the first half. What is the line on the first half? Um, I'm guessing and if it's it, six and a half. It's probably five. Yeah, six and a half. So yeah. six and a half here. Seems like a lot, but I truly do think that Dallas comes in a lot more focused for the Charlotte team. And it's not really because anything changed. It's just the fact that you lost that outright. And... You're in a playoff hunt. Like, you're in a playoff hunt. You cannot be losing games at this point in the season, and you're playing the Hornets. Aaron's talking about Hornets are 1-4 ATS in their last five following an ATS win. Yes, that's one of the reasons why I like Dallas. I think that this is a game that they need, a game that they have to win. 
And this is also an apologies. Look, Kyrie did play in that last game. Uh, this is also, you know, Jason Kidd has to figure out what this rotation is going to be and how he's going to play all these guys. And you got to get more buy-in from the bench because that last game, Josh Green didn't really look comfortable. Jayden Hardy didn't get do much off the bench with no Tim Hardaway Jr. And so you got to get that bench comfortable. You got to get everybody understanding their roles. And I think this is a good – on the road, you just lost this team where they come out – really with a lot of intensity early in that first half. So I'll take Dallas first half minus six and a half for in terms of the show. I'll pick Dallas minus 11 and a half for the day, but I'm not going to bet Dallas laying 11 and a half points. I'd rather just, you know, take that first half play. When you look at the last 10 games for the Charlotte Hornets in the first half, they are four and six to the first half number at home. Whereas the Dallas Mavericks on the road in their last 10 games are six and four. So you have a kind of one plus one equals two there. Dallas been good on the road in the first half. Charlotte's been bad at home in the first half. It all should align at that with the fact that they just got smacked by them in their home court. I think that this is going to uh, be a really good spot for Dallas to come out and have a lot of, intensity in the early part of this game so dallas minus six and a half that's my favorite play of this one for the early slate total sitting at 232 come up four points overnight no wait yeah four points overnight what are you doing here yeah probably just lean to the under um charlotte is struggling offensively um they, they played actually four straight unders um the 30th in points per position offense and effective field goal percentage offense uh i mean Dallas, I mean, Dallas could theoretically, like you said, they could come out and their offense could get going with Kyrie and and Luka. But, I mean, they haven't been playing well either. Uh, three of the last five have went under, so they haven't been playing. Offensively, they haven't been playing as well. So I'll just lean to the under. Um, Dallas doesn't play with pace. Charlotte usually doesn't play with pace. Probably not going to play with a lot of pace with uh, the top two guys out. So uh, I'm leaning to the under here. Um, yeah, I really don't have a thought. <laughs> uh, if I if I did, I'd probably just go over because I think both of these two teams are bad at defense, but I really don't have a thought here. Uh, any props that you like for a move on? Uh, yeah, Kyrie over uh, 24 and a half points. Charlotte, one thing they do, they have been playing well defensively, seventh defensive rating in the last 10 games, but they struggle defending the mid-range, uh, dead last in mid-range defense, and the Mavs are third uh, offensively in that uh, statistic. So I mean, a lot of that's got to do with Kyrie. Uh, I think he, you know, swirls around pick and rolls and, and drops about 27, 28 points tonight. So that's the only one I like today. Uh, I'm going back to it. Yeah, give me Nick Richards double double again. Why not? Why would I? Why would I pivot off of that? There's no reason for me to pivot off of that. If anything goes right for Charlotte today, it's probably Nick Richards. So. Uh, Nick Richards rebounds prop is uh, oh I don't have anything. Yeah, Tonight. I don't see anything for his double double. He's not he probably they probably waiting to figure out what's going on yeah, with, with him. Mark Williams. No, I think it's Mark Williams because Mark Williams um played that last game, but he came off the bench. Richards still got the double double. So mm-hmm. whenever they drop it, it's probably going to be an innovative place. I just trust Nick Richards. I think he'll get it regardless. So I'm going Nick Richards double double again. Okay, gotcha. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Chicago Bulls going to play the Los Angeles Lakers, 3.30 p.m. on the East Coast. 
Lakers are laying three and a half. Open up at four and a half. Now it's down three and a half. Two twenty-two and a half is the total. That's come down four points from two twenty-six. Injury report for this game, and we have. Uh, uh, let's see here. That is not the injury report that I'm looking for. There we go. All right. So we have here the that DeMar DeRozan is in with that quad injury. You have Alex Caruso's questionable with the foot. Javante Green is out with the knee. And for the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James is doubtful. That's actually good news. So he's doubtful. There was a somewhat chance that he was going to play. And for Anthony Davis, it's probable. D'Angelo Russell is questionable as of right now. We know he missed out. And if he doesn't play, then Dennis Schroeder is going to be inserted in the starting lineup next to Austin Reeves. All right, here you go. Your Lakers land three. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like uh, the Lakers here, um, but I think they've been playing a lot better. They've covered three straight, um, and they've also covered uh, six of the last ten from a broader perspective. They do struggle a little bit as a favorite, uh, 10, 12, and one as a favorite. But Chicago, I mean, I guess I guess the guys are going to try to give it some extra incentive with Patrick Beverly. I don't know if you've seen his like uh, Twitter uh, assist tweet with the Charmin. Did you see that? Mm-mm. About him coming back to LA, yeah. Some, I don't know. He's just, you know, he's a character. So, but Chicago, I don't trust their offense, even with the Rosen in. Um, their defense has been elite, but they haven't played anybody to the caliber um, of the Lakers, like in- interior presence, like the way AD's been playing. Mm. Um, so, AD, I think is going to have a big game. They struggle on the offensive glass, twenty eighth in offensive rebound percentage. So, AD should dominate on the inside. Um, and, I mean, he shouldn't have a problem guarding Vucevic because, you know, AD can guard pretty much anybody. But they you know, they defend without fouling, first in free throw rate defense. So they're going to keep DeRozan and uh, Levine off the line. Uh, fifth in defensive rating. So they've been playing really well, man, defensively. Um, and the Bulls, they defend the three well. But, I mean, the Lakers can't shoot. So, you know, that strength is kind of negated a little bit. Um, they 27th in three-point percentage offense. So, I like the Lakers here. I think they get it done. They're only one and a half back of the seven seed. Um, so big game for them. Uh, big game for Chicago, too, actually, because they're uh, not far off of that play-in situation, too. They are the 10th seed. So um, big game for both teams. Uh, I think that it bodes well for the Lakers. It's going to be a slower-paced game. Both teams uh, playing well defensively. Uh, Chicago 24th points per position offense. So even with the Rosen in, don't think they have enough offense to be able to score a lot of points. So I also lean to the under in the game. So I just have one thing to say to Anthony Davis about his performance versus OKC the other day. Now that's how you're supposed to shoot. From now on, that's how you shoot. Because Lord D. Anthony Davis has just been a long, troublesome road of you not getting having great games against teams that you're supposed to have games against. And he finally comes out against OKC. It has a 37 and 15 day. Finally, after what felt like a stretch of forever that Anthony Davis couldn't have a good game with a good matchup. So, I mean, he should have a good game here. He should. I hope so. I think that this is, I mean, I don't want him to play soft in this one, but <laughs> other end you have DeMar DeRozan in LA and that should be concerning because DeMar DeRozan has given Lakers games in the past recently 
He's at really big spots. I think that those two point for point can actually cancel each other out. And so it, it kind of, I'm kind of looking everywhere else and where's the team production and the team production just kind of feels kind of even on the other side. I mean, I guess you would say Zach is, I mean, Zach and if you get to Russell, I think they can kind of, you know, put up somewhere close to the same production, but like, if if the Lakers don't have an answer for DeMar DeRozan, I think that that's going to – that that takes out whatever great game you're going to get from Anthony Davis. Like, I really think they're going to trade buckets. I'd, I'd just take a Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan points parlay here. Like, I, I think those two have great matchups and they're going to have a good day. I, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take three and a half. I, mean, I just think it's a close game. Like, even if the Lakers lose, I think that this is a one possession game. This feels like a very, very close game against two teams with history. Like, you think of, like you said, the narrative is there for Patrick Beverly. The narrative is there for DeMar DeRozan. And the Lakers are still, like, both of these two teams are still battling in the playing in their respective conferences. I think mm-hmm. that game. So I'll take the three and a half. I think it's close. Uh, let's see. Any thoughts on this total? Yeah, I just lean to the under. Um, both defenses playing good. Uh, Chicago three of the last five went under. Uh, four of the last five for the Lakers went under. Uh, Chicago has allowed under 110 in three of the last five games. So, playing they've been playing well defensively all year. Uh, if they get Caruso in, I love it even more. I think he's probably going to get ruled in. He's been like game time decision or questionable for like the past week. So usually he plays. Um, actually, you know his homecoming as well, coming back to LA. So he's a big part of that defense. It'd probably be on Austin Reeves if I had to guess. Um, so I think he can kind of limit some of what some of the things they do on the perimeter. Uh, real good perimeter defense, uh, defensive player. So I like the uh, the under here. I do remember the days that I didn't trust the Bulls, and I still don't necessarily trust the Bulls. But here you are. I mean. The Lakers technically aren't under 500, so the Bulls probably are taking them serious. <laughs> uh, I yeah, this is disgusting. It is a disgusting game. I'm not gonna lie. I just don't. I think they've been playing better ball, and I would not be surprised if this team rallies behind Demar Derozan and Pat Beverly today for a really big game. I'm on. I don't really have a thought on this total. I yeah, I, I think I like your your points to the under though. And somebody said somebody dropped it. Somebody drop an under stat in this one. Yeah, Lakers. Yeah, it's under six and zero oh for the Lakers in his last six Sunday games. Thank you. Yeah, Aaron got some good. Stat. He got some good stats. So appreciate that. Prop wise, I've already told you I like a AD Demar Derozan points parlay. Patrick Beverly. So you know what I'm doing. Over half a block. Let's see where they have that line at today for Patrick Beverly. His blocks are at still minus one uh, 105. So they've given us Patrick Beverly over half a block for it was at plus money. And then now they're just now moving it to uh, minus 105. Let me see. Let me just tell you his blocks in the last 10 games so that everybody knows I'm not tripping when I say, how do you spell? What? Am I tripping? Oh, I did spell it wrong. (laughs) I'm like, what? What do you mean I spelled it wrong? All right. 
So Pat Bev, his last 10 games, and we're looking at his blocks. We have one, zero, one, one, two, one, zero, one, zero, one. I sound like a freaking binary code here with all the ones, <laughs> but he's only not recorded a block in three of three games of his past 10. He's actually done better than that since getting to the Chicago Bulls. He just ends up with blocks. He ends up with blocks. And I just see Austin Reeves trying to go up on him and him little boying Austin Reeves. Like, uh, give me that. Um, it's a system play at this point. Just give me the Patrick Bev over half a block. Anything else you like? Uh, nah, well, 80 over uh, 40 and a half points and rebounds. Like I said, I mean, we both think AD's going to have a monster game. So, and the way he's been playing, uh, I don't I don't see Vucevic or anybody else. stop. They don't even have, like, interior depth to be able to stop him. Vucevic is the only quote-unquote big man. So, I think AD has a big game. All right. Let's see here. Next game on the slate, we got the Houston Rockets going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. 6 p.m. on the East Coast. Cavs are laying 14. Line open up at 13 and a half. 225 and a half is the total. That come up came up one point for the Houston Rockets. We have Deshaun Tate is out. Frank Kaminsky not on injury report. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Raul Nato is questionable and that's it so pretty clean injury report for the cleveland Cavs. big number 14 what do you like yeah that's a big big number for a team that doesn't really um blow teams out like that but they do they do cover at home just not as big of an up this is a big number and houston's been playing a little bit better just don't have the talent to compete here um they've i mean the Cavs defense allowed under 110 in three of the last five games um, Houston struggles on the road, 12-23-1 ATS. They've given up 120-plus in the last three games. Uh, the defense has been atrocious, 30th uh, defensive rating last 10 games. Um, I guess I would more so lean to a Houston team total versus playing a playing game. But, I mean, for the show, I'll probably just lean with Cleveland. I don't think Houston will be able to score offensively on, on this defense and uh, they just don't. They just don't have enough to to be able to contend with with an elite defense like the Cavs here. So, I'll lean to the Cavs for the purpose of the show, but I won't be betting it at all. Uh, yikes. Hmm. 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 Nah, I'm going Houston. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm leaning Houston. Man, Houston's been playing better ball recently. I I I really I have no interest in playing this at all. If I play the Caps, I think I'd play them early and give me something of a oh even at eight and a half doesn't even oh five and a half in the first quarter. I might play that five and a half for the first quarter. Houston kind of comes out dragging on the road times. Let me see what's their last few games. They just gave up one fifty to uh, to Memphis. Jesus. Yeah, that got away from them, and I think they were down ten in the first quarter in that one. Yeah, they competed in the first game. They competed uh, until like the end of the third and going into the fourth, and then uh, Memphis just. And pulled away from them, but they did, they were competitive in early on in that game. Um, five and five in the first quarter on the road. Oh, sorry, I just 
I'm really not interested in the side in this game at all, and really anything in this game. There's only one prop that I got my eyes on in this one, and that's Evan Mobley over 17 and a half points. He has 21 and 29 in two meetings versus the Cavs, career meetings versus the Cavs. He's averaging, what, seven and a half? Seven and a half over the course, 17 and a half over the course of the past 10 games. I believe it was 17 and a half. Let me go make sure and double check that number. Evan Mobley is averaging 18.8. I'm sorry, 18.8 over his last 10 games. Like I said, you have JB Bickerstaff who's really been going and pushing Evan Mobley and making sure he gets offensive touches. They're running sets for Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley really doesn't have anything to worry about on the interior of trying to go get buckets this game. I think that Jared Allen could honestly have a really good game on the um, points-wise, too. Like I just don't think there's any type of interior defense that is going to slow the two of them down, and you can get some easy Darius Garland assist in there as well. So uh, I think that the, I think that this is a pretty good spot for Evan Mobley to have a good game. 17.5 is the number I got him at. That's what I like. Uh, anything you like in this game? Total props? Anything else? Uh, total? No, I don't like anything. I would just lean to the team total. That's probably my better bet in this game. Houston team total under 106 and a half. Uh, Cavs allowed under 110 in three of the last five games. Playing against way better offenses than what Houston has. Um, so I would just lean to the under, I guess, for the full game. But I like the Houston team total under the most. Uh, player prop was. Like Garland, points and assists over. He's been really struggling with his jumper as of late. Uh, he has only made the one, two, three. So he's five of 21 from three the last five games. So I think he gets back on track. Houston's three-point defense is pretty bad. So I think he can get back on track here with a couple threes. And like you said, the assists are going to be there off the pick and roll. So like his points and assists over. All right. I am going to talk to you about WinBet because they're official online sportsbook, other sports gaming podcast network, and they are now active in Massachusetts and a bunch of other states. March Madness is here. So many ways to get in on the big dance. So sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100 limited to state availability. And, of course, you have the DGM Parlay of the Week where you hit the long shot Parlay of the Week and you get $1,000 free credit. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over to WinBet.com or download the WinBet app. All subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 and older from the state. Replace the winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And we got a couple of watch parties coming up. The Masters is coming up, and you can watch the Masters with Sean and Ryan. It's Stadium Swim. I'll tell you, Stadium Swim is an awesome place if you've never been to Vegas and you want to go. Yeah, very, very cool place. Yeah. And so, contest completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party for details. If you don't win the contest, you can still hang out with the guys and get a discounted room using promo code SGP15. And we also have the SGP Final Four Watch Party. It's virtual. It was, It is virtual now. So, the guys will be hanging out in studio. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast and tune in on Saturday to watch the final four with the fellas. All right. Let's see here. Next game on the slate, we have the San Antonio Spurs going to play the Boston Celtics. 
Celtics are laying 16. Open up at 16 and a half. Now it's at 16. 232 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Spurs, Kelton Johnson is questionable. Zach Collins is not on the injury report. Devin Vassell is not on the injury report. Jeremy Sohan is out. And Malachi Branham is questionable. Romeo Langford is questionable. For the Boston Celtics, you have Jason Tatum questionable. Malcolm Brogdon not on the injury report. Peyton Pritchard is questionable as well. All right. What are you doing here laying 16 with the Celtics? Yeah, man, I'll, I'll probably be passing this game uh, for the show purposes. If I had to, i just go with the Spurs. I mean, 16 is a lot of points. Uh, how motivated are the Celtics to blow out the Spurs? Um, probably be up 15 to 16 in the third quarter and sit the rest of their guys. So uh, I don't have much. I'll probably pass the game as a whole. Uh, if you like Boston, I'll take them in the first quarter. Other than that, uh, I'll lean to the Spurs. All right. I mean, I'm not taking the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sure they have – what? because what did they – they blew this team out too, did they? No, they didn't even cover the 15 and a half the last time. So why am I taking it? I mean, they're on, they're at home, but yeah, I'm really good. I'm not taking Celtics. So plus sixteen, very easy there. Anything total props wise you like in this one? Um, if you if you like anything, uh, I wouldn't play the full game total. I play Boston team total over Spurs defense horrible. Um, and if you, <clears throat> well, which I'm pretty sure not a lot of people watch uh, a lot of Spurs games, but they take most of their guys out like at the end of the third quarter and just play like, you know, the younger two-way guys. So that's just something to watch out for when you're back in the Spurs. I'd rather play them on – I'd rather play Boston's team total over than the full game. But uh, I'd lean to the over. Let's see. How does Boston screw themselves today? (laughs) Um, I think it is kind of just letting guys just score for no reason. I think that's how they do it. Uh, hmm, how do they screw themselves out of this game? Can I go with Devin Vassell? Devin Vassell's at 17. Now, I really want Malachi Branham props, honestly. That's where I think it's at. That's what I think I'll wait for, too. I'll wait for a Malachi Branham prop to, to pop up. He probably has a random 20-piece game coming off the bench, and whether it's a blowout, whether it's not, whether if they do pull the starters and he's left in the game and able to score a bunch of points in garbage time. I think Malachi Branham is the guy that just gets on the side of the Celtics today. So I'll wait for Malachi Branham to pop out, prop to pop up. Other than that, not really feeling anything else. I don't really like this Sunday sleep. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> but let's move on to the next game that we have here. Making great on time. That is a good thing because that rarely ever happens with me. But the next game on the slate is the Washington Wizards on the road going to play the Toronto Raptors. Where are we at on this intro? There we go. And for the Washington Wizards, we have Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, both out. Yeah, this team is thinking. Uh, Monte Morris is questionable. And for the Raptors, you have Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., Preston Sachua, all questionable. Banton is out. Wise Camp is out. 
I mean, this roster is bad for Washington, but is it nine and a half bad? I think so. I'll be to be honest with you, I think it is. I mean, if the if Toronto puts everybody out there, they should cover this line easy. And I, I mean, guess that's what this line is saying that everybody's yeah. gonna play. Yeah, they're motivated too, because you know, still in that play, they're trying to get better seeding. Um I mean, bro, the Washington is playing Johnny Davis. That should tell you all you need to know. He, they playing Johnny Davis minutes. Like Johnny Davis is actually playing valuable minutes in the NBA right now. So that's that tells me everything I need to know. Washington, they've lost four or five. And uh, people tried to say the Knicks were crazy when they traded the pick instead of getting them. I mean, some people play checkers, other people play chess. Some some snorkel, others scuba dive. You know, <laughs> just just there's your Knicks love for the day. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I like I like Toronto here a lot. Uh, like they've covered seven of the last ten. Really good ATS at home. Um, they're gonna turn they're gonna turn teams over first in turnover percentage. Defense Washington without Beal or Kuzma. I mean, Porzingis should go nuts, but they don't have the ball handlers to be able to withstand some of the the wing pressure that they're gonna get put on by by the Raptors here. So uh, I think they need to get out and run. They're a top five transition offensive team. Uh, and Washington struggles defending transition. They're 29th points per allowed in transition. Uh, man, Raptors been playing really well on both sides of the ball. They're ninth in defensive rating in the last 10 games. The offensive rating is a, a little bit – it's it's middling, but they've been playing a lot better offensively for, just from an eye test perspective. So, I mean, I like the Raptors here. Uh, it's, it is a big number, but they're going to be highly motivated. I think they will come out and, uh, and blast Washington here. Hmm. Something's telling me not to trust them laying this big number, but I also remember, I think it was exactly a week ago or a little bit over a week was the Minnesota game and Minnesota came in and they ran through Minnesota. So <laughs> this might be a little bit of the same. All right. I'll go with them. Raptors minus nine and a half. Let's get it. Total props, anything else that catches you? Uh, no, nah, I didn't have anything um, prop-wise. Uh, I was waiting for the Scotty Bourne. I guess they're waiting for the Scotty Bourne's news, too, because it's not, like, many props up. But um, once he gets ruled in, I'll probably just look at some uh, PRA for um, Pascal. I think he has a big game without the wing uh, defense of Kuzma and some of those younger guys playing. He should be able to have his way down low. I think I'm going to the under for this game under 220 and a half i just am hard pressed to see washington score anything and i don't but i don't think that you know defense like they these are their better defensive players that are still playing so i think that they can handle toronto and not let them run the score up but i just don't think that they're going to contribute anything at all like i can see i can see this being like a 105 like 80 nine kind of game like something bad like this where Washington looks- doesn't get going and offensively at all so I'll go under 220 and a half I think that's a little bit too much I hate that I got the worst part of the number but I still feel like that's a lot of points I can see this not getting to uh, 200 points that's fair that's good all right next game on the slate no before we do next game on the slate gotta talk to you about underdog fantasy because uh, guess what 
if your bracket is busted, it's got to be because only 0.8% of brackets had FNU in the Final Four. You can still play college pick'em. You can still play college pick'em. You can play that today. You can play it for the Final Four during the watch party with Sean and Ryan next Saturday. Definitely make sure you do that. Underdog has all your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That is underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. And let's go to the Brooklyn Nets traveling to Orlando after dog walking Miami at home where Miami was a five and a half point favorite. They kind of just walked into a win by, you know, sheer luck because they made them a five and a half point favorite. So they had to win the game. They are now going to play the Orlando Magic. Magic opened up as a two and a half point favorite. The line is now down to one and a half to 25 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Magic, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, both questionable. Suggs is another concussion. <laughs> Hockey's had concussions all year. He needs to get that checked out. And for Brooklyn, that is Seth Curry, who is out for personal reasons. Edmund Sumner is TBD. We'll see if they're plays. But it looks like everybody else that played yesterday is expected to go on this back-to-back. Aaron's dropping another stat in the chat. Nets are 6-1 ATS in their last seven games following an ATS win. What are you doing here? Yeah, man, I feel like I've been fading to Brooklyn every game. Uh, it's pretty much been paying off to a, to a certain degree. Um, they have lost like five or six. They, that was an incredible third quarter that they put together um, against Miami. Um I still just don't believe in their offensive ability. Uh, 25th in offensive rating last 10 games. Uh, I mean, Orlando, I don't, they're, they're playing hard. They're just, I mean, they're really good at home, 20, 20 and 17 ATS, but they struggle as a favorite. I mean, I know they're a short favorite, but 4 and 10 ATS as a favorite. Um, they got to get out and run. That's their only really path to victory here uh, with all their length and, and size. They, they get to the free throw line pretty good, top five rate offensively. So Brooklyn, you know, if they you know and get foul happy, then it could lead to um, some easy points for Orlando. But, yeah, I'm just not a buyer in Brooklyn right now. I got like a big ticket on them to miss the playoffs as a whole. So kind of rooting against them down the stretch here. Uh, I think I think Orlando can can contend here. I mean, it's not really much of a travel uh, off, off of the back-to-backs, about four or five hours from Miami to Orlando. So um, six and six ATS off of back-to-back is Brooklyn. And most of that was probably with, you know, Kyrie and KD. So can't really buy much into that. Um yeah, I like Orlando here. Uh, I think they can get out and 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 run and, and get some easy baskets. So, uh, give me Orlando minus the short number. I um, Orlando was that five and oh ATS the last five games. Been playing mm-hmm. pretty good. Wins yep. against the Knicks as well. Yep. Um, I I think I'm still going to go Brooklyn. I just think Brooklyn has more to play. It, it's really because of I, I got to see what happens with Suggs and with Wagner. If they play, if they don't play. Is that Franz that, or Mo? Franz. Franz oh, okay. Franz. You're, yeah, okay, you're well. right. You're right. I definitely had to say the first name. I forgot both of them are on this team. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that those are two really big questions. And just just to throw off the cohesion in that Orlando Magic group, because Wagner plays some serious minutes, 18.7 points per game. He plays some serious minutes. He's really, like, deep into that rotation. They run plays for him. He gets backdoor cuts. He kind of does, like, a lot of the strong grunt work. Whereas, you know, Paula Bancaro is the flashy big player, but Franz Wagner always, like, has consistent good production for that team. Let's see, last five games, Nets been really good defensively, 108 points per game, opponent points per game. That is fifth in the NBA. Magic, not bad, 110.6. That is 10th. So looking at opponent's field goal percentage, and you have the Magic 7th and opponent's field goal percentage, 46.6%. Nets other 11th, 47.3%. I'm, I'm going to just trust in the fact that the Nets need this one a little bit more. And I'm going to lean Nets for this game. But I really, really like the under 225 and a half in this one. Like, I really, really like that under. And just what I said of how too good these two teams have been defensively. And uh, the fact that, like you said, they're not giving up a bunch of points. Both these two teams have really found their stride going. They're two of the top teams defensively in the NBA in the past five games. I expect this to be a little bit slow of a bar murder. Let's see what these two teams are doing in terms of pace. Uh, pace stats. And in the last five games, you have... Uh, yeah, look towards the bottom of the league in pace. What was that? Oh, well, no. Brooklyn. Where is these teams at? Uh, you looking for pace what, for the last five games? Five games. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn's at the bottom. Brooklyn's at the bottom of the league in pace, 30th. I, was, I thought I was like, I know I'm not tripping. So towards the bottom of the league. Oh, well, no, that was six games. Sorry, 24th in the last five games. And you have Orlando, who is tied with like a million other teams at seven in the past five games. But it's like literally like five, six, seven, eight. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight teams tied for seventh in pace. That's weird. That doesn't happen often. So a bunch of teams tied for second in pace as well. But you got Brooklyn, who's been running a very, very slow-paced offense, running out the half court. That's how Jock Vaughn likes to do it. I really do like the Brooklyn uh I do like the Brooklyn Nets today, but I like this game to go under 225 and a half. I think I'm going to be betting that. Yeah, I'm probably with you on that. Four of the last five went under for Brooklyn. Um, both teams, bottom five offensive rating in the last 10 games. Brooklyn's had like one of the worst offensive ratings since the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but I think it's a lot to do with – they're probably not that bad. It's just that they were so high when they had Brooklyn – I mean, when they had um, Kyrie and – uh, KD that it's kind of they can't sustain that so I mean it probably hasn't been as bad as the numbers say because they were so high with different team but yeah I don't trust either offense um, so I'm, I'm with you on the under although Orlando does play uh, overs at home they get out and run a little bit more at home 7 of the last 10 went over and 21 of the 37 home games that went over but I think Brooklyn defensively can can withstand some of the things that they they want to do as far as transition was. All right, any props or anything you like in this one? I like Cam Johnson over fifteen and a half points. Um, 
Orlando struggles mid-range defensively uh, and from the three. Uh, I like Paulo over 19 and a half, especially if Franz is out. Going to put more onus on him. Paulo's been shooting like 20, 23 shots a game. I mean, why not? So, I mean, he's the best player. So, But he's been really making an emphasis to get his shots up. So I like him over uh, 19 and a half points also. I am going to buy – excuse me. I'm going to buy into Nick Claxton today. And, and I'm probably – that double double at plus one thirty is really really tempting. Yeah, Even I mean Orlando twenty eight in been... defensive rim percentage, so he yeah. should be. And I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be some uh, some misses in this one, but I'm really going back to I'm going back to the blocks. The over two and a half blocks at plus one fifteen. He has three in the past two games, and what I do know about Nick Klassner is when it comes to at least defensively, he can get very very streaky, like very very streaky streaky in terms of the blocks where it just seems like he's had five games of like three, four blocks or something like that. So he's got two in the last. I think he's kind of catching his stride, feeling himself a little bit. And you think about this Orlando Magic team and how many times that they attack the paint and try to get inside the paint. They're not really more of a jump seating team. They try to find their easy baskets and Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, guys like that. So I think that he steps up to the challenge, especially knowing everything that's on the line and everybody has to play their role in this team going down the stretch to make sure that they don't end up in the play in and they try to fight and get one of those, uh, the six seeds. So I'm going down to over two and a half blocks for Nick Claxton plus money plus one fifteen. I don't hate that. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Memphis Grizzlies playing the Atlanta Hawks. There's the banner for all of you that <laughs> just have to have the correct banner on the board. Minus two for the Grizzlies. Yes, bullying does work. There you go. And uh, open it. No, no, please don't go tell anybody. I said, like, I was clearly joking when I said bullying works. <laughs> I don't need freaking everybody in my mentions. Minus two, stay true to minus two for the Grizzlies. 246 and a half. Wow, is that the highest? Yeah, that's the highest total on the board. 246 and yeah. a half is the total. Again, in Atlanta, for the Atlanta Hawks, you have. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is TBD. We'll see if he goes. And for Memphis, you have Vince Williams is out. Zaire Williams is on IR along with Brandon Clark. You know, he's done for the year. And Steven Adams still watching his movement to see if he'll make it back for the playoffs. But we know we're not going to see him for right now. All right. This actually should be a fun game. Yeah, really, really The Grizzlies versus the Hawks. Lane two with the Grizzlies on the road. What are you doing? Yeah, probably going to bet the Hawks here. Um, uh, I mean, Memphis has like won five in a row, covered only twice in that span, though. They do struggle on the road, 12-23-1 ATS. Their offense has been like literally on fire since Ja got back, scoring 125-plus in four of the last five games. I think they scored back-to-back games with uh, 130 or more. That was against, I mean, it was against uh, Houston, but still. 130 and 150 points is a lot of points to score in regulation of an NBA game. So... They've been on fire as of late. I got a future on them uh, right before the job announcement came. Um, so I'm buying in on them in the in the postseason once they get Stephen Adams back. But like as far as this game, I think Atlanta can can contend here. It's gonna be a high variance game with a total this high. Uh, I still would probably go to the over with that. I know we we'll get to that in a second, but 
Atlanta's been playing well as of late also. They've covered four or five. Um, they're like first in offensive rating in the last 10 games. Uh, they don't stop anybody, so it's going to be a track meet. They have allowed 120-plus in three of the last five games. Uh, in transition offense, both teams are top 10 in transition offense, so I look for a high variance, a lot of possessions in this game. I'll lean to the underdog here at home, um, given Memphis's you know road struggles ATS. I'm sticking with my guys. Yeah, I think I I think I gotta stick with my guys. And it's really just the fact of and maybe Atlanta plays really good at home and their offense is really clicking. You know, it's Atlanta at home. This is a big game. This is the second seed in the West coming into Atlanta. And everybody's going to be at this game because John Morant sells tickets. At the end of the day, whether you like them or not, John Morant sells tickets. People want to come see John Morant. If you're a Hawks fan, you're only going to get one opportunity a year to see John Morant come play there. Atlanta's not far from South Carolina. I expect to see, you know, I expect to see some of his uh, people from there. I think this is a packed house, honestly. And it's going to be an electric game. The atmosphere is going to be high. Yeah, so I do like the over in that aspect. But and I think that the Atlanta's offense can have a really, really good day for a good portion of this game. But when it matters, defensively, this is a short spread. And I think that Memphis is going to step up when it absolutely matters defensively in the fourth quarter. When you talk about Dylan Brooks, hate him as you might on the offensive side. And what he, the energy he gives this team, and he probably gets a tech in this game. But the energy he gives this team and what they're able to do defensively with him and Triple J back there is really, really special. And I just, I've seen what Jaron Jackson did to Kyrie Irving. And like these two, effectively between Dylan Brooks and Triple J, they took Kyrie Irving out of the fourth quarter in that Dallas game. Absolutely out of fourth quarter. He didn't make a shot. And so I with a short spread in Atlanta, I think that Atlanta can this can be a fun game, but when we get to the fourth quarter, when we get some matters, I think that Memphis has enough defensively to get enough stops to pull it out. So much money coming in on Atlanta. Some of it is sharp money. But some I, of it is my money. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm on Memphis. I think Memphis gets it done on the road. This is a really close spread. I think Memphis can get this one. So I'm going with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that they'll just be able to close out. I think they'll, that's ultimately what it is. I think they'll be able to close out. So if I were to, if I were to back Atlanta, I think I'd take Atlanta early. Energy, get a lot of energy from the fans. I talk to you if you've never been to an Atlanta Hawks game or been in in the area, it's a lot of energy in that game, and you can see Trey Young feed off of it. So I think I'll take a first quarter. Ooh, I don't know if this is pretty good in first in the beginning. Yeah, uh, really I have to think quarter. about that one, but <laughs> I mean, plus money, I might I might be willing. You could talk me into it, but I, if I backed Atlanta, it would be early. I would not trust Atlanta in the fourth quarter. Because I think that the only way they win the fourth is if they're up huge. Like, they have to be up huge at this point. But I just think that if it's a close game, I trust the good defensive team over the team that's not good defensively. So, that's about it for that one. We we both like the over. Any props mm-hmm. that you like in this one? 
Uh, I think Trey has a really good game. Uh, he got threw out of the game uh, last night, so he should be pretty fresh. I think he got threw out in like the early part of the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, but so, so he, he really be- did. I mean, he really did like try to take that rest head off of the ball. Like normally, a rest do be tripping, <laughs> but when I watched, I was like, uh, he like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. Man, he's been playing really well offensively. Um, I like his points, uh, rebounds, and assists over. Um, Jaws. I mean, Jai's going to be Jai. He he has he's getting back into the you know the flow of things. So um, I'm going to hold off on his props, but I do like Trey and Jaren Jackson Jr. Uh, over uh, Trey points and assists over, and Jaren Jackson Jr. Uh, points, rebounds, assists. All right. Man, does Jai just? I want to know. Has anybody seen Josh Point's prop coming off the bench? Oh, uh, let me see if I can find it. I don't know. Uh, there's not anything listed, but I'm curious at what it's at in this game because I think he can have a really – like when he comes off the bench, I just don't see anybody being able to slow him down. Yeah, he's not on the injury report, but I don't see any props for him anyway. Yeah, he's because he's coming off the bench. It's because he's coming off the bench. It'll, it'll be up a little bit later. I Click Capella should should dominate the rebound, the glass – so eleven and a half, he should have a really really good game. And yeah, I am really tempted to just take Xavier Tillman unders. I'm not gonna do it, but I'm so tempted to just take Xavier Tillman unders. He just doesn't do any. LeBron just got upgraded. Crescent Oh, really? Oh wow! All right. I I'm so tempted to just take Xavier Tillman unders for just eight and a half on his points. I mean, he just doesn't do anything on the stat sheet. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but just keep an eye out on that. He he really doesn't do much on the stat sheet, to be honest. All right. Next game of the slate. OKC on the road going to play the Portland Trailblazers. We have uh, nine for OKC on the road. That opened up at six and a half all the way up to nine. 232 is the total injury report for these two teams and I mean who's who I, I'd be easier to tell you who's actually playing for the Trailblazers <laughs> than who's for not real? playing but full clean injury report for OKC for the Trailblazers Dame Lillard, Anthony Simons, Jerome Grant, Yusuf Nurkic all not playing. Shady and Sharp should be the guy everybody's targeting. Cam Reddish looks like he's coming off the bench in this one. Julie Banks is taking over for Nurkic. I mean, can you sell me on any way not laying nine points with the Thunder? Other oh, no. than the, it's no, the Thunder no. laying points. No, no, I don't care. Uh, I, I really don't. Um, the thing is, like, you know, they're, I don't know if you've seen the report about, you know, Portland. Uh, like sitting Dane for the remainder of the season. I mean, it's not long, but just sitting him for the remainder of the season, that's pretty much a red flag to me that they're just going to shift to playing more younger guys. And OKC has probably the best young core in the NBA. So their young guys are better than Portland's young guys. So that is enough for me to lay the points. I mean, they played a tough five-game stretch. So this is their weakest opponent. They faced him probably about a week or so. Even in that stretch, they've covered six of ten. Uh, you know the ATS stats on, on OKC. I'm not going to repeat them. Um, the defense has been really, really good. Top five defensive rating team in the past ten games. I do, ro- I do worry about their offense a little bit. 
uh, it looks like they're relying a lot more on Shea. I mean, you should, but like in some situations, they're just like giving him the ball in the middle of the court and just like watching. Like, so it's a bit, it's a bit stagnant. So, like offensively, but I mean, Portland, horrible, one and four ATS and straight up the last five. Like, I just don't think that they have enough offense. Failed to score 110 in three of the last five games. Yeah, I mean, I just it is a lot of points. I get it, but. I mean, like I said, the, the core of my of my handicap is Oklahoma City's younger guys are way better than Portland's younger guys. So I think they come out. They got. I mean, obviously, motivation is going to be a factor for Oklahoma City dropping uh, their last game to the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken. So they want to, you know, keep the momentum going into the play-in. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with OKC here. At some point, Portland, you got to drop your nuts, man, <laughs> and just. Like some point you gotta drop your nuts and just realize that yo, we are in the NBA too. We're not gonna just let these guys walk all over us. Like this is really, really sad. Like even with these guys out, like this is OKC like nine on the road. Like that is just disgusting in its own right. And <sighs> I mean, come on, like I wish I wish I could just be in the locker room. I'd be in the <laughs> locker room and I'd just sit there and tell them like, yo, drop your nuts and play like like play basketball. Like just play I don't Cam care Smith. what star like yo, I get they have a 30 point per game score on the other side. I get that. I get they're playing for like come on. They're they're under five hundred two. Like they are under five hundred two. They got us I would have told I'd give them the spread too. I have the spread of everybody locker room. I had to spread everybody <laughs> locker room. That's why I should be ahead. They know. I, I mean, had to spread in everybody locker room. And I said, y'all nine-point dogs. They think y'all y'all at nine home. points worse than – at home, y'all nine points worse than a team that's under 500. I Absolutely. So, you know what? Still taking OKC. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Portland finally dropped their nuts and played a good game of basketball. Uh, LeBron playing. I like the over because I think Portland can somewhat – try to score this game i don't think that i mean yeah i think i think that it's just they don't stop anything that okc has real play that i'm on is i'm just gonna it's a sunday not really trying to handicap too too hard you just trust the players that you trust and sga averages about 33 points since the all-star break sga's point prop is at 31 and a half it missed the past couple of games but if this is ever a get-up spot, it's a get-up spot. And after losing to the Lakers, no, was that the last thing? Yeah, that was that last game where they lost to the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just need to get back in there. you got Portland. Portland just seems like the layup on everybody's schedule. That they're like, all right, we got Portland. we got to make sure we go ahead and win this one. SGA, you know, I think the ball's going to be in the sands. Just give me SGA over 31 and a half points. I like, um, I like Shaden Sharp. Over. Uh, I mean, he is going to get up his shots now that nobody's playing. He's going to get up his shots, and uh, I like him over his uh, his point total. All right. Yeah. It's at 21 and a half. Like, yeah. He's going to get it. He's going to get his shots up, man. Uh, and Dame is probably going to want out of Portland um, by the summer. I mean, that's going to be one of the, all that loyalty shit that he was talking earlier. Yeah. Okay. He's he, he going to try to get out of there. They're trying to rebuild. He's on the back nine of his career. He he ain't want to. He ain't staying around. Sorry. If you're from Portland and you're a Portland fan, I'm sorry. You're probably gonna lose Dame next year. I like Josh Giddy double double at plus one eighty. I see that, and it's really because who's, wow. Who's who's getting rebounds for either team today? 
honestly. Like, Drew Banks probably, you know, can get some. If he doesn't get in foul trouble, he gets in his foul trouble often. So, especially when he's in the starting lineup and he has to go against guys that are just driving at him every single play. Josh Giddy, very – is he not the best – is he not – percentage-wise, rebounds per game, the best rebounder on the team. I think he is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I'm actually very, very curious, so I'm going to look. And, yes, he leads team in rebounds, 7.9 rebounds per game. I think that he can just find himself in the right situation and get a bunch of boards. I like Josh Giddy plus 180 for a double-double today. Or he gets the assist off of just eating because Portland – doesn't I mean honestly Josh getting triple double is in play. It really is. And the only way that he doesn't get triple doubles is if they get pulled early because they're beating him. But twelve to one for the triple double. I don't I'm not mad at that either. So I like Josh Giddy today. Anything else for this one? No, that's all. All right. Last game of the slate. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves going to play the Golden State Warriors. Golden State's laying six and a half. Opened up at six. Two thirty-nine and a half is total. That's come up four points. We have for Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Jalen Noel are all questionable. Drew McLaughlin, not on the injury report. For the Golden State Warriors, Gary Payton II is yep. playing this game. He's making his – no, he played this season for Portland, I think. For yeah, he game. did. Just like yeah. – well, I think like two games, maybe. Yeah, a couple of games. So, yeah, it's not season debut, but it is the season the Warriors season debut. Andrew Wiggins, you know, is out. Mm, I'm not talking about Andre Dowell anymore. Okay. <laughs> Laying six with the Warriors. Yeah, man, I like the Warriors here. They won three in a row. Uh, they've only covered two, though. That that kind of worries me. Their defense is what really worries me. Uh, they've allowed 120-plus in three of the last five games. We all know the, the home road dichotomy for Golden State. Um, I highly doubt Anthony Edwards plays. Um, that was my main concern. I don't really care about um, about Cat. Uh, they'll probably pick and roll him to death along with Gobert. So I think they have the advantage on the wing to be able to to withstand some of the things that Minnesota does well on the inside. Also, uh, I think Golden State's about to kick it in a, to another gear. Um, like I said, their defense is the only thing that's worrying me right now, 25th in defensive rating in the last 10 games. Um, and the main concern is the main con- – well, the main thing that uh, they have an advantage is from three. Obviously, we know Golden State is one of the best top three, three-point percentage um, teams in the NBA, Minnesota, bottom five, defending the three. Not good against Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson. And I guess to a lesser extent, Jordan Poole. Um, so I like the Warriors here. I think they rain threes all over uh, Minnesota's defense. And uh, interesting that some teams are playing drop coverage on Steph Curry. And I'm pretty sure that's the wrong coverage to play on the best shooter to ever play in the NBA. So not good. And I think Minnesota's probably going to play a lot of drop coverage here too. So Steph, Clay, big night. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm still on the Warriors at home, minus six and a half. I really, and the line actually is kind of large for me, but I think my play is just on the over, honestly. And. Because I think Minnesota's motivated. And especially if Anthony... I'm waiting to see if Anthony Edwards plays. If Anthony Edwards plays. Yeah. But even Cat should have... Cat has had big games against this team more, so... Um, 
yeah man no i still i i like this over i just it's it's that's the way of fading first of all we take we take the words because we fade rudy gobert and and carl anthony towns on the same team we just keep fading that and so far it worked because they didn't get the ats cover against the uh against the hawks it was the other day and so yeah we do still keep fading that but I, I just we favor Rico Bear just saying that I think he's unplayable in this game. Like at at some point they mm-hmm. gotta pull him from the game. Like I know he's probably gonna he has a chance to have, get rebounds. Or I'm not gonna sit here and tell anybody better rebound prop because we see you. I don't have to tell you about Rico Bear rebounds. You see the games. You see him finish a game with six, seven, eight rebounds, and you're like, what are you doing? But. Warriors can run him off of the court. They can absolutely run him off the court. I don't think Minnesota has an answer for the backcourt, but I also don't think that the Warriors have any type of answer for Carl Anthony Towns. I kind of actually really am talking myself into really just going all in on Carl Anthony Towns props today, especially if Anthony Edwards doesn't go and Towns does go. So we'll see. I'll wait on the props and wait and see an injury report, but I am going to take the over. I'm going to take Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to um, go under here, especially with the Warriors' defense uh, of woes. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, any props or anything else you like for this one? Uh, Clay and Steph over threes. I mean, Minnesota has problems defending the three, so I think they're going to get a lot of. I mean, obviously the temps are going to be there. Um, I think they pretty much make a, a bunch. So give me the over on threes made. I'm going back, Divincenzo. Going back, Divincenzo. This is going to be the like Divincenzo. Divincenzo big game he he he's been having they've been just giving him a short number and i'm willing to take the chance plus money for 10 15 is like plus 550 something like that like and demon this is it this is it and probably last time i bet if he doesn't get it but this is it (laughs) all right people it's come time it's come down to the time lock and dog lance what are you doing yeah so for the lock i'm going to go with a big number I know uh, I'm gonna lay it with the Raptors nine and a half. I think they, I think they win by 20 here against a depleted Washington team. Uh, for the dog going with Atlanta, um, like you said, the environment's gonna be real big, um, big game for them. Uh, I think Memphis's road struggles come back to haunt them here. So give me Atlanta plus the two and a half. I think it's like plus one. So I'm trying to find a money line. Uh, plus one. if my computer should hurt you. Uh, plus 120 on the money line. All right. I am going with DeMar DeRozan over 24.5 points from a lot. He, he's back in L.A. He has big games against L.A. Don't think that defensively anybody LA really really can stop DeMar DeRozan from getting to a spot he's coming off of rest not playing I don't think he played that what was that last game was that the Portland game um, I think it is. yeah maybe maybe so. yeah yeah the last game so the last game was the Portland game he didn't play that game well did he really not play that game I don't know I'd be tripping and be thinking players didn't play and they did play so let me just nah he didn't play that game all right I knew I wasn't wrong that part, that time so yeah give me demar Rosen over 24 and a half for the dog hmm. 
Which one of these big spread teams fold on for you today? I mean, you might as well fade the Celtics, man. Uh, I can always go for fading the Celtics, but San Antonio's tanking way too hard. Uh, ah, man, Kevin Porter Jr. back in Cleveland just makes me want to take Houston 7-1 so bad. I'll just stick with the prop. Yeah, ew, this is a prop rich show for me today. I hate that for me. But yeah, give me Josh Giddy double double plus one eighty. I just between the assist and the opportunity for rebounds that he's gonna have with zero zero front court for either side in both of these games. I think Josh Giddy has Josh Giddy has a good chance at a triple double. I'll give out the double double at plus one eighty. I'm gonna sprinkle on this triple double two at twelve to one. All right, Lance, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, nah, man, that's all. Hopefully we can get out, get on the right side of uh, some of these games. Had a bad day like yesterday, really bad. College and NBA, so hoping to bounce back. All right, everybody, if you're not, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. Like, comment, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. And check out all the other podcasts on the SGPN Network. We will be back tomorrow. Me and Moonoff, and I don't think we have anybody else joining us, so I think it's just me and Moonoff. But back tomorrow, talking about the Monday slate. Other than that, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say. Nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. I'm just going to get out of here and end it like this. I suck at banners. I really don't be paying attention, <laughs> nor, nor do I actually care at all, to be honest. But it's for y'all, so I'll be better. We out of here. Ba-da-ba-da-da, basketball.